0: I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And welcome to Terminal 7.
1: Here we are again. That's right, we're back. Episode 19. Episode 19, talking about the newest expansion for Android Netrunner, up and over. Yeah. The uh, fourth... <laughs> Thank you. The fourth, got it. The fourth, we got it, the the fourth data pack. <laughs> In the uh, in the lunar cycle, um, and like all the others,
0: there's cool stuff in here. Yeah,
1: there's always some some real there's always great stuff to talk about, which is why it's great cast material. Yeah, really excited. Um, we'll just we'll just we'll just tuck right in. So if if you haven't been
0: following the lunar cycle super closely, um, every single data pack in this. Cycle is going to have at least one new identity, right? Um, and the one we got in this data pack, people have been kind of muttering and murmuring. Yes, it. has about been for it's a been while. Low. It's great. It's the uh, it's the new Wayland corporate identity, which is Blue Sun.
1: Yeah, very very cool. Uh, people are really excited about this card, and they should be. I think it's a I think it's a super powerful card. I'm going to read it here. Uh, identity Corp, 4515, standard Wayland. When your turn begins, you may add one res card to HQ and gain credits equal to its res cost. Unlimited energy, reasonable prices. <laughs> Perfect. And we've got a great, we got a great station on the moon. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rad. Yeah, very, very cool. It sounds like, like man, you want to take that down, you got to be a pretty ballsy runner. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a power station on the moon. Yeah. Right, so obviously we we're thinking about cards that,
0: like, oversight AI. Yeah, um, even so when we ask for a reader mail... For this episode, if people had any questions, one person, lots of folks were just kind of generally curious, but Blaze O'Dell specifically said, you know, what are some of the powerful combos you can imagine coming out of Blue Sun? So obviously, so the is a little bit goofy, yep. and like a lot of abilities, it plays on, you know, you have to be aware of the timing window, right? So yep. you can do things like at the start of your turn, you can, because when your turn begins, you get to use all your when your turn begins abilities... At you know, the at at same time. But right. there's an opportunity to res cards kind of before that, when your turn begins, mark happens, right? right. Um, so you can do things like say, you have an Adonis campaign that right face down on the table. You'd be like, I'm going to pay my four credits to res that. Boop. Get my three. You get three, and then you're like, I'm going to use my blue sun ability. Whoop. Take it back. Get seven. So you just got a free, you got a
1: beanstalk royalties that you installed on your last last turn. turn. Yeah. So so uh, so weird combos. I, and I had a question about this with oversight AI. Does the card go in the trash, and that becomes a, and then a token goes on the ice that's resed? Uh Oversight. No oversight. Just the card hangs out stays on the card. Yeah. Okay. I think that's pretty important. Yeah. And, uh, difference there. Yeah. So that's
0: another thing you can do to like generate with oversight AI. Which, if folks don't remember, it's an operation. It's a Wayland operation. I think it costs one That's yeah, so it's credit, one cost, please? yeah. Yeah, and it allows you to res a piece of ice, ignoring all costs. So it's res costs, additional costs, yeah. everything else. Archer
1: for one, if that makes it easier yeah. for some people.
0: Um, Obviously, archer ain't great with blue sun because you're nope. just getting back three credits. But well, let's
1: talk, like... Curtain Walls. Yeah, Curtain walls.
0: It's 14 credit res cost. Yeah. 13. 13 to 14. Some ridiculous number. Yeah, It's you so o- high we can't
1: even remember yeah. it off the top of our heads. Yeah, you
0: oversight it. Yeah, because no one actually pays that price for anything. <laughs> no. Um, you oversight it with... uh, with, oh, oh, sorry. You res it with oversight AI. and yep. At the start of your next turn, you just take all the res cost money for it back.
1: So with Blue Sun. gain 13, yeah, you, you did just, lose you a just, click. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you spent one click, and it's keeping your server safe with this humongous barrier, and then whenever you need... It doesn't even have to be the next turn,
1: right? It's just like, whenever you need money, pull that thing up. And and, and I know this will be... I think this is a pretty high skill cap card, because you're going to be putting down things and removing it. Like, that's a pretty big tempo loss. Yeah, for sure. You're you're, you're not establishing anything. You're just kind of like, I'm making stuff, and I'm pulling it back. And the runner's like, okay. Unless you can do something with these funds or this, this, this trickery... The runner's gonna outpace you, and they're gonna make you be in that position that they're gonna just burn through all your stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely lets you do interesting things, like you get to you get to kind of
0: reconfigure the ice on your servers without having to pay for it. You yeah. know, like the runner is like I don't know, like well, for example, they put a fem token or a parasite on something. You're just like, well, I'll just take that ice back now. Yeah, and it's definitely, fine. totally.
1: Um, and parasites, yes, like like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. the things that affect that. They're affecting your ice. You're actually just getting rid of those cards. So yep. they're probably and you get your money played. back. And your money's back. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's nuts. But yeah, like I was saying, it also lets you reconfigure ice on various servers. So you're like, okay, I will put a you know a code gate down on my R and D. Oh, they got their decoder. Okay, well I'll just pull this code gate back. And then put a barrier there instead, yeah. or I'll put roto turret there instead. Now that they have a decoder out, oh, they're gonna run on it again. Oh yeah, it's all goodbye decoder. Yeah,
1: let's flexibly. And I think we're, it's pretty much scoring Wayland, right? Like it's not gonna be a a team B. No, like I'm, I mean, I don't know. I, I I just I think it fits better into some areas like yeah, like if you were
0: cheating out Big Ice with oversight, potentially you could just use that like, big, beefy ice to keep them out of your servers until you draw, you know, your sea source and two scorched earths or whatever. Sure. And then you pull it back, grab the money, do your other stuff to make some money, and then just wait yeah, until they make that run. You're like, okay, well, goodbye now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this and this card also lets you uh, do an off-the-grid deck pretty... Interestingly, I think. Yeah, because you can get the money back from resing off the grid once you've scored something out of it. Sure. Which yeah. helps mitigate the heavy, heavy cost of off the, the grid. Because if anyone's played off the grid, it is amazing. But man, that cost is is crazy. Yeah. It's so it's yeah. so big. But yeah. yeah, cool cards. There's gonna be some interesting decks. Yeah, it's definitely the kind of thing where you
0: it's its ability is so weird and all over the place. Like it's gonna be hard to predict exactly what what's gonna people happen. Do
1: to it because yeah. you can
0: use it to like do stuff like. Oh, this Adonis campaign almost burned down. Okay, I'll take it back to my hand and I'll put another card back down there. Was it the same Adonis? You do that two or three times and then yes. Then it And then the up. next time yeah. you put down an agenda and then you score it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird. Yeah,
1: very very but weird. But it's cool. I'm excited to I'm excited to see what people do with it. And and, and I like also this 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 theme of Wayland um. Playing it safe with their money, like like they're not like they don't buy you know solid gold, gold solid gold toilets or something. They they, they <laughs> right. actually, actually want to make sure they can return on investment. Yeah. yeah. Like once it's established, like okay, well we want to make sure that we're our economy's safe here. So yeah. With with stuff like lockbox coming out, like I find that that's starting to mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. thing like this is how we spend our money and right. it's very safe and it's very very like old school. And yeah, I, and the I, sealed I, vault. Yeah, exactly. Like, like our I,
0: credits aren't on the line, we're just gonna put them over
1: here. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's really cool that Blue Suns kind of that's it's like a like a shotgun approach to that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very very cool. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. I'll definitely I, I imagine we'll probably end
1: up talking about it again at some point once like
0: the what what are good things to yeah, do with like, it? Like like when it t- sweeps worlds or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think up and over is I, I don't the think world. it is. Either. I think it's pinned to the to
1: one day. It's going to be like. near Earth hub anyways. <laughs>
0: uh, I'd like to be surprised.
1: Um Cool. What else? What else? Oh, so let's talk. Like, we'll start Corpse because we start with Blue Sun. Uh, So I think I found the the craziest swing back. Like the theme I kind of felt with this pack was um coming back from the mid game or or or, like the comeback kind of cards. And the biggest one I saw was reversed accounts. Oh yeah, reversed accounts. That's gotta be. That's crazy. It's a hell of a thing. That is a crazy card. So read read reversed accounts yes. and hold on to your britches, folks, because yeah. this card's insane. <laughs> so it is a, uh,
0: it is an asset. It is an NBN asset. Only one influence, though, so it's kind of for everybody. Um, cost nothing to res. It's, it's an asset, and it's a hostile asset. Right. Why is it a hostile <laughs> asset, you ask? Because uh, reversed accounts could be advanced. Uh, then click and... Spend a click and trash reversed accounts. And what happens is the runner loses four credits for each advancement token on reversed accounts. And it costs three to trash. Yeah, so, holy crap.
1: Say goodbye (laughs) to your dollars. Yeah, this, this, I've I've been in so many situations where the runner's sitting on mountains of money and you are just, you literally have your, well, you have no windows. Yeah. You barely have no windows unless the guy makes a huge misplay or something crazy happens. Yeah. This, though, this is run on it or next turn you're losing 16. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Yeah, because you can sell advance, advance, events advance, events, events, events,
0: trash. It, it's basically Grendel refinery in reverse.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's totally what it is. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, wow. they, so, they, and they finally break in. Like, they spent their money breaking into your server, which you, which you baited this out. They right. still have to pay three to like. Yeah, so they, they have to pay. Three. Yeah, they have to
0: pay three to for this. They have to pay some other amount of money to get through that ice. Hopefully, it's not like yeah cheap ice uh, a quandary and they have yog or something right um and then it's like yeah so they're paying at least a small toll and a click toll yeah. just to initiate the run and get in but maybe you can also rake them over some like a grim or an information overload sure. some other
1: thing that they weren't really equipped to deal with yeah and 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 you can like then you have a you have a big window again and the yeah. problem with other cards which which are great a lot of the trap cards which if the runner didn't run on them they're useless. Valulous. They're they're just crap. They're yeah. just taking up space. They're but maybe the advancement tokens can be reused or something. Right. But this is like, oh, you didn't use this? Now I have this Ronin. Like like I I I have a card that I can actually Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like an Econ Ronin. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I think it's I think it's great. I think it's going to be in a, a lot of decks cuz yeah. there's so many points when I, where I see players and they're at a they're at, they're at a window where if they had this card, it would would changed the whole game around. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, um, but it also like it's also very situational in that like, you know, if the runner doesn't have much money, or also their money is coming from reoccurring credits or whatever, then it's not useful. So sure. it's not like just crazy silver bullet. It's just interesting.
1: Yeah, very, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. It
0: fits well. I, I I kind of like that. NBN like it. This and some other stuff is kind of reinforcing their themes of like, they kind of like the other three corporations have like a type of damage that they do yeah. with <laughs> NBN it's like they can occasionally pick a very specific card out of your out of your grip or out of your stack but also they'll attack your money your like wallet yeah, yeah 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 which is cool I like that I before I was like okay well, I got closed accounts sure whatever Um, but between all the tags which are themselves like kind of a sort of passive tax anyway right yeah it's definitely the case that like NBN yeah, they
1: they deal m- credit damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, yeah, it's a very cool card. I think it's going to be played in a lot of uh, different corporations. I'd, or at least like a one-off or something. It's, it's a neat surprise at that mid-game, mid-to-late game, that I find that maybe playing something like... Uh, indexing, a one-off of an indexing and a runner card. Right. That's where I kind of see this. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, here it is. This is that sweet window. Boom. That all your money's card. gone. Bam. Here's my window. I win the game. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, relatedly, I just think this is interesting because there
0: aren't many traps that's right, that are yeah. around. That's right, yeah. Is the, uh, the universal connectivity fee. Yeah. Which is a, another NBN card. It's, uh, it's a piece of ice. It's also just one influence, so it's kind of also available for anybody. Yeah. Um, it's two strength, two to trash, and its only subtype is trap. So it fits into that r- rare small s- pool of other things like Whirlpool and yep. mine and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I don't think NBN has any other like purely trap ice. No, I don't think so either.
1: Yeah, which uh, is cool.
0: Yeah, HB like GenTech has a few, and then HB has Howler, um, but I think this is all they got. Which is cool because. HB's Howler thing is all about getting bioroids, and this is, again, about murdering your wallet. It That's just right. has the one subroutine, where the lun- uh, when encountered, not, sorry, when encountered, the subroutine's of ability is, the runner loses one credit, unless the runner is tagged. Hmm, if the runner is tagged, <laughs> he or she loses all credits in his or her credit pool, and the corp trashes universal connectivity fee. Yeah, I, and I gotta say, I do like the flavor text, too. It's a small one-time fee, apparently. I've only paid it 17 times.
1: <laughs> very, very, very cool stuff. Yeah. Need to see traps come up and I really, really hope trap ice is the ice that runners can still be surprised with. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to see some crazy cheap trap breaker <laughs> or come out. Like, yeah, traps no need, Traps are going to be a, traps freaking hard to design because they got to ride this crazy little razor wire. Of being, it can't be too powerful because it, nothing breaks it. Nothing yeah, aside from AIs it. which
0: is obviously sure. not a reliable thing. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's also cool
0: because it's kind of like a closed account that you trigger whenever, Mm -hmm. but obviously during a run. So it's kind of nice, like they're definitely in both playing NBN and then splashing closed accounts in other decks that have tag punishment. It's like you get that closed account on like turn one or turn two and it just sits in your HQ for like... (laughs) you know, eight or ten turns so And the can... guy, and, and he's, he's making runs, so we've seen it like three times. Yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so he's like, okay, well I'm not gonna float any tags or whatever, but this, you can just put it down on the board whenever and then they just assume it's like, oh, that must be toll booth or something else really expensive or it's just like, you know, some oh, you got corroder already, okay, well that's probably just a wrap around or something. Yeah. And then finally when they roll through being tagged because no, you could, I mean, you could slap that behind, say, a data rate. Data rating, sure. And it's yeah. guaranteed to go off, right? Yeah. Unless they have, like, you know, New Angeles City Hall or something crazy. Sure. Um so it's kind of like yeah a, a trap version of closed accounts that just sit, but it sits on the board yeah. and then you can utilize it whenever you want but of course they have to be running on that specific server it's cool because it does something very similar but it isn't just like a better version of closed accounts right
1: yeah and I also see this as a big comeback card as well like a big swing back like it's in the mid game the runner's set up he's got his yeah. Opus or Katie Jones yeah. engine and yeah. maybe they got maybe they got Plastcrete, so now they're comfortable floating their tags or whatever sure and then all of a sudden like boom then you've, you've created all this space as the corp and he's got it got to come back over this trap. Yeah. I don't know. Very, very cool. Yeah. And if they lost all their money but they're tagged which
0: means they need to get enough credits back to clear that tag which means they might have resources they are not might not be able to do all that in one turn, right? Yeah. So now there's resources you can blow up or whatever. Yeah, it's also interesting. I yeah. like it. And the one influence cost is... Yeah, and cool it goes too. anywhere. It can yeah. go anywhere which is awesome. Um, one thing I also liked... Predictably, so predictably, <laughs> but it was nice to see, like back in the God, all the way back in the Genesis cycle, mm-hmm. there was a little mini theme of ice where there were one serpent for every single faction. That's right, except and Jinteki never, got a, never one. got a snake. Yeah, uh, Wayland, and they all had two subroutines. Wayland got, I guess the original, the ones in Genesis cycle were all tracers because there was lots of stuff yeah. in you know, Genesis cycle with like tracing and tags. But yeah, all of them had two subroutines. Wayland got Caduceus. Ouroboros was for MBN. For mm-hmm. And um, HB got oh, Viper. Viper, that's right, yeah. Still actually a pretty vicious, bloody card. Super
1: decent, decent card. Um, but now, now, a little late but still cool. Uh, maybe, maybe the mamba's a slower snake. That's who, right. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know anything about a mamba. I know. I thought it was from Africa, for one thing. I thought they were going to pick a Japanese snake, but I was like, wait a minute. I don't know a Japanese snake. I'm sure there are some. There's got to be something. Yeah. Either I, don't, way, I, don't, I don't think it's like New Zealand, where there are no natural predators. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah that's right. Um,
0: but yeah, they got a new piece of ice called mamba, mm-hmm. which is a six-res-cost, four-strength sentry. Wow, that's expensive. It's ex- it's pretty expensive. A four strength for a century. Sure, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, Ichis five and it can be clicked through. Like cost isn't that isn't that bad. Um, two influence. So kind of normal. Um, Mamba collects hosted power counters, and so you can use those hosted power counters to do one net damage. Use this ability only during a run. So it's kind of like House of Knives, except there isn't the only once per <laughs> run restriction. Yeah. Um, and then Mamba has two subroutines. The first of which is. Do one net damage. Great. That's nice. Always that good. And then two, you and the runner secretly spend zero, one or two credits. You basically you do sci-game. the side game thing. If if you and the runner spend a different number of credits, i.e. two thirds of the time, basically, right. uh, place one power counter on Mamba.
1: Cool. So
0: they're guaranteed to unless they break it they're sure. guaranteed to get 1 point of net damage and then they got a side game to not get another but that other one isn't going to be used right now yes, or no, it, it
1: could be. be it could because it's still you're still running is that correct um i'm, I'm I mean, trying, a
0: corporation would need to have a paid ability window so it's i probably, don't think it, i think the runner could have the side game thing happen and then Leave, jack out,
1: jack out, and then yeah. you can't do it. But then right. you have this Mamba token, which is beautiful. Yeah, little house of knives. Yeah, Snake during right there. during any other run, you can yeah. just drop it. And and I'm I like I like the card a lot. It's very cool. But what I'm wondering is, are we going to start seeing power token, a power counter movements? Because power counter is a general term that everything has. Right. Can I load up somehow later on? Power counters on my Mamba, so I can kill you if you run. Right. Yeah. Can it be sitting? Be there, can be sitting over three or four? Like, are yeah. you, you need. Are you gonna even run? Like yeah. You really got to solve this problem right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's pretty cool. It's a neat. It's a it's a neat card. I, I yeah. like how Jinteki it is. It's cool. Uh, it's well,
0: and the other thing is like, you know, if if you're going for a Jinteki kill deck, like, it is definitely a game of inches, where it's like you just need that one more point of net damage. Yep. Because then, if they hit the fetal. AI with the Hokusai grid on it, they're good you have enough damage to either kill them immediately or guaranteed kill them next turn or whatever. Yep. So if you can just get like having the ability to not need to spend clicks, just have like little points of net damage around here and there. So that's that's why House of
1: Knives is so good. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. I like it yeah, very cool. And yep. of course you can run right through it, like uh, like a lot of. Genteki Ice. Yeah. Which you can get through, but it's going to cost you, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yep. Uh, what else? What else? What is... Did um, I saw dig? just one more card from HB, actually. Oh, I also want to talk a little bit about Architect, of course. Oh, yes. But this is, this, is, this, is, this is a briefer thing. It was Peak Efficiency, and it's a one-cost operation, one influence mm. from HB, and it's gained one credit for each res piece of ice. Yes. And so... So the Glacier decks. Glacier decks like it. The Foundry loves it. Oh, totally. Yeah, loves it to death. Yeah. So, so it's it's a cool card in that in that mid game in that late game window when this board's established, but he's got piles of credits. This is quite yeah. a boost back in your favor. Yeah. I mean, you
0: only need four pieces
1: of ice res to make it as good as Beanstalk. Yeah, which is gonna happen. Yeah. L- for l- sure. Unless you're playing some very strange deck. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's 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 a gar- like early game, of course, is gonna be crap. Mm-hmm. But that mid to late game, it can be like awesome it'd yeah. be really cool you can get seven eight credits in one go Yeah, for and that's enough
0: to res another piece of ice but if you've got that much res ice already then these runs are getting expensive so now it gets even more expensive and even if
1: you're drained to nothing it's still like click one credit click peak efficiency it's, it's and true you still it's, have it's one also, click window yeah that's true it's also a very good
0: comeback which is often like tricky when you're under the barrel right? because like
1: you can crawl back from zero with Beanstalk. That's only three. Yeah, this. Yeah, it's it, it's an e-card, and again, it's like it's what I kind of kept recurring to be this theme. This the Corp has this, like I don't know, out of left field, pow! Like runner, runner down. Corp, Corp is back in the game. Right, is, we're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's pretty sweet.
1: Um, before we get to Architect, one other thing
0: that uh, if anyone had played in the over. Drive. Right. Draft. Um, they obviously saw this because all three of the Fragment agendas were in the core... That's right. Pack, yeah, that's right. But I did want to mention that Hades Fragment showed up now. So just like... What was the one that already came out? Was it Eden? No. Eden. No. Eden? Yes. yes. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Eden Fragment already came out. Right. Um, so much like Eden Fragment, Hades Fragment is just limit one per deck. Yep. Um, Love
1: that. Love that mechanic. Yeah. It's also just
0: a huge five for three agenda. Uh, but when Hades Fragment is scored when your turn begins you may add one card from archives to the bottom of R&D that is so cool so obviously it tells noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> to get stuffed yep cuz you could just uh, just sneak your uh your little agendas uh, back in there i mean but even if you're not playing against noise it as long as is like you can basically have a one-turn window where you're like, you get too many agendas in your hand, or your runner, or the runner is just pummeling your HQ or whatever. You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to put this agenda over in the archives. Next turn, you put it to the bottom of R&D. Yep. So until you shuffle R&D. That particular agenda is not getting seen for a long time. Yeah, this is
1: almost like Jackson I are working on the weekend. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just yeah. Like... But if there are really good like econ cards or whatever and you do have something that lets you shuffle your deck. Or tutor something or something. Yeah, you yeah. could you can
0: move it over yeah. and then go grab it. Yeah, it's it's a kind of thing where it's like obviously there's only one copy in your deck and it's a bloody five three agenda, so you don't build your deck around it. But if you had that, if you had that score, you can do probably an interesting thing with it just about every turn. Yeah, especially if you're playing a deck that shuffles a lot, like the Foundry or whatever. Because like one of the worst, like I put together a Foundry deck that uses lots of next dice, and it's cool, I like it. But one of the worst things that happens is all your ice just gets parasited away, right? Right. But if you could just slide one back, one back and, and then Foundry then, your way. Yeah, and you just shuffle. Oh yeah, with the Foundry, you yeah. just grab it and as, grab soon it. as another one is rezzed.
1: It can. It definitely has some nice synergies with other stuff that's been in the in the lunar cycle. Yeah, I'm I'm a really big fan of the fragments. I think that's a really really neat. I also think like how it kind of promotes like, hey guys, one-offs work too. I kind of like the yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Just... Um, one thing I was listening to
0: uh, Run Last Click earlier in oh, the yeah. episode that had Quinns on it. Great um, as a guest, but um, I mean, general, it's actually a good cast. It's one of the one of the Netrunner casts I like the most. Um, but they were talking about probably one of the most just just insane baller moves. Because you only got one of these in your deck, right? Yep. But you go grab it with Fast Track. Yeah. You go Fast Track a 5-3 you're just like, what's up? <laughs> oh, man. Shots fired. That's what's so good. What's coming next turn? You know it. You know it. But, and then it's actually just a cerebral overrider or something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> when you install Advanced Advanced, you like, go get it. But, man, gutsy. That's cool. Yeah, I
1: like it. Um, should we talk about Architect? Yeah, let's talk about Architect. So, Architect is... Fascinating to me just um outside the the meta that is outside of anything that the card does. Yes. The fact that, that it Where did the card come from? The card came from uh, the world champion 2012 Jeremy Zwirn? Zverin. Zviern? Sure. Sure. It's it and it says on the card. Yeah, it's just printed right <laughs> down there at the bottom. <laughs> designed designed by, by 2012 world champion Jeremy Zwirn. Now that is so, That's awesome. That's awesome. That is the cool, because typically things like this have happened in the past through card games and I stuff. I think Fantasy Flight has done this with some of their oh, other cool. LCGs. Like, like, I
0: think Game of, Game of Thrones. Thing, Game sure. of Thrones,
1: I think, but I'm not positive. Sure, so t- totally new for me anyway. Yeah, if someone and plays GFT, feel f- GFT, feel free to write in and let us know. Yeah, yeah. But, but this, this is, is rad. So this t- stuff happened before, like way back, like it did. Like, people wrote in and stuff and got card designed, but they were never recognized unless you were... A, Part of the super super club, brand right. new new like just new. Oh, that's designed by whatever. Yeah, 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 this actually so this is the coolest thing you could possibly win in a tournament. Yeah. I've, it's pretty <laughs> on the card. Yeah, it's this on the card. Yeah, I mean
0: uh, in general, I think money play makes card games like this go to a bad place very 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 quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is like. Rather than being like, oh, this is some crazy mega tournament where the winner gets twenty thousand dollars, or whatever. This is so much. This is so much better. <laughs> yeah, like you,
1: th- th- this will actually last longer than twenty thousand dollars, unless you're amazing with money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so, so just such, such so cool that they're like, okay, help us design a card. Uh, what's also interested inter- interest me is this is two thousand twelve world champion. Yes. I'm wondering, did he design the card then, and they amped it up, or did they kind of keep him on the line and because. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm thinking we, like, is this designed for the 2012 meta? Like, can you imagine? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that well that was probably probably tricky, is that like in the
0: design process, I imagined they had to bring Jeremy up to speed right. about where the game was gonna be when this card came out. Cause obviously sure. when we talked to Damon, we kind of know that the cycles get designed completely as yep. one full unit and ben. well in advance. Yeah. Like probably nine to twelve months before they're actually available. So, this guy won the world tournaments basically two years ago. Two years ago, Because yeah. it's like November. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was in November. Yeah. So, he won it like two years ago, which means it was probably being designed like, you know, six to 12 months after that. And only now does it actually show up in a data pack. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. And yep. um, on FFG's website, there was like this. Um, Article? Yeah, I'm gonna call it an article. It wasn't really an interview, it was just an article. It was a piece by Jeremy talking about like his process behind designing the card and what he wanted it to do. And so, so cool. It was a very interesting read. So people should check that out. I'll try to remember to link it in the great episode notes as well. Yeah. So so with, so, that, with, with that, a... that prelude <laughs> with that grand what is preamble. The, what does the card do now? Uh so architect, it is an HB Century. Okay. Uh three strength, four res cost. It is only to influence, though, and potentially this can be used in a very cool way with a lot of other cards. And this is not a Bioroid. Nope.
1: it's, it's just looks a, like one. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah, it's a weird purpley guy. with Purpley guy. Looks like he has freaky long fingers. That just might be the perspective. I'm not sure. But we're not clicking through this. No, no. This is just... <laughs> burp, is what it is. Um, so the first thing is just has this characteristic of Architect cannot be trashed while installed. Now... Certainly that means by the runner, using like Parasite Kraken shenanigans, Yep. but that also means for the corporation in that, I mean of course the card has to be rezzed, so if someone hits this with F-A-O, with Forge Activation Orders, and you don't have four credits, still goes in the archives. But as soon as it's res, its abilities are active. So then it's just like the corp wants to trash it because they've got like a four ice
1: deep server. It's really expensive now. Uh, it's they can Too bad. It's stuck there. Yeah. So it, it's 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 kind of interesting because I'm kind of seeing it as like so did
0: what? So that means you could. Re- I don't know why you do this. It's, you're saving three credits, but you could res this with oversight AI, and then breaking it wouldn't trash it with oversight. Like oversight is you know when oversight AI cards are. Trap or have all their subroutines broken, they get trashed. This, but this can't be trashed. Wow. So it would just be just, just hanging, hanging out? out there forever. I mean, it's not a very good use of money, so it's like, ah, uh, there are better oversight
1: AR tools. Yeah, sure, sure. But, so, so, <laughs> but it's still interesting. I'm kind of seeing, like, so. Architect, he's in on the ground floor, he's there all the time. Is that kind of what they're... Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's kind of what they're getting at with this card. Yeah.
0: Um, it's kind of like, I think, because it it's, feels like a very fundamental property of this server. That
1: this is just yeah, this this, weird. Yeah, this was built... Oh, this is an architect server. It's not some, you know... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I... yeah. Okay, okay. So what does it actually do? So it's got two subroutines. The first subroutine is, the corp looks at the top five cards of R&D and may install one of those cards, ignoring all install costs. So it's kind of like mine Layer, but, but you, get a you look can dig down deep. Into your like, deck. Holy cats! And that's install an asset, an upgrade, like install a card. Yeah, that's 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 an agenda. I'm sure. Like if if the runner
0: is running on their last click, or they weren't, but you put a piece of bioroid ice for, in front of this, and now they are running out on their so, last click. Yeah. you can put drop
1: an agenda on the just on the table, and your next turn advance, 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 score it. Yep. And then second subroutine is the corp may install a card from archives or HQ, parentheses paying all costs. Right. So it's you're getting two clicks worth of install stuff, on the runners run mid run. Yes. So talk about an uh, acceleration. Yeah, like, and wow.
0: it, it really changes the state of the server. Like, you know, if if you see an agenda on the top of R and D, you're like, okay, well, I'll make that go away. So <laughs> even if the runner can go get it, yep. at least they have to go get it, right? Yeah. Um, you could potentially maybe save it or at least force the runner to waste another click, because they were gonna get the agenda anyway. Um, and then installing stuff from HQ or archives, just like you can bring back your upgrades, you yeah. can put an agenda in your archives and then install it later. Yeah. You especially if you're if you're splashing this into like Gentechi or something, you're like, okay, well, did they just put a failed trap back? Is that has Snare returned?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, and it's not unique, correct? It's a. Uh, it is not unique. It's not unique, so we can have a couple of them flying around. Yeah. Double Architect Server. Oh, I good can, lord.
0: <laughs> um, someone asked, and uh, the important thing to note is when you look at the top five cards, you don't get to shuffle them or no, rearrange them. They go way.
1: back the same
0: way. The same way. So, hypothetically, I think some people were a little confused about this, but I think what that means is like, if, say, for example, the runner had like seen a bunch of your R&D with maker's eye. Yep. And had like a weirdly photographic memory. <laughs> and they could remember like what the third card down was. You have to be like, "Here's my top 5. I'm installing number 3 over into this remote or in front of other stuff or whatever." Right. Pretty unlikely situation, but if someone asks like, "Okay, with Architect like of the top 5, which, which of one is?" You, you have to be like, "Oh, it was the okay, top Rain one, man. one down." Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it lets you do a lot of weird stuff. Yep. But it doesn't protect any server. No, at all. it doesn't. So if this is
1: it's awesome. A, if it is on the ground floor, it, it's it's easy to get yeah. through. like go for it. Yeah, like, that is
0: that is definitely a nice design space. I like a lot where it's like this ice
1: doesn't. Actually prevent accesses into this server. It just I, doesn't. I'm kind of wondering who's inventing this ice, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is our server safe? No, but check out what this does, boss.
0: <laughs> you can get those sexy robots <laughs> all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh it's weird, but it's weird in a really cool way. Yep. Yeah, I like. I mean, I, I it's I, as as a piece of ice I immediately want to slam into a million decks. It doesn't excite me like that. Right. But just the card being there and being around and being able to see other people use it.
1: I know. Rad. This, this is one of those ice that um, when it hits me, I'm like excited. Yeah. I, like, I, I like getting yeah, hit by like, it. Okay. Oh, What's it happening It's not just like, oh, it ends the run. Oh, yeah. it takes, uh, some, it takes damage. some damage. It's like,
0: what are you going to do with this? <laughs> It's kinda like uh, it's kinda like Shiro, right? Where sure, it's like yeah. oh the corporation goes and like looks in their R and D, moves some stuff around, and then chooses to pay a credit so you don't access
1: the top card. Yeah, because it's like the, yeah, because the what game isn't mean? the game isn't a random top deck at that point. It's, yeah it's, it's 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 being constructed by both the players and Right. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's cool. It's awesome. weird, but it's cool. So tons of neat stuff for corpse. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Do you want to bounce over to Runnerland? Yeah, let's go to Runnerland. What do um, you think is uh, what do you think is cool? Uh, very cool card. I got to use in the overdrive draft. We got it. We both got it. <laughs> we both got it. We need yeah, a prize. I know. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll go for beers later, just because we both managed. <laughs> the... So I played with. I drafted two or three. I think two. Two switchblades. Ah yes. At the draft, and holy crap! Uh, it felt like now you're playing with superpower. Right. Uh, I got. I, dra- I drafted Ghost Runners and um, mm. the uh, cloak cloaks as well, so I had and, this... Uh,
0: and a silencer or two, right?
1: Yes, yes. And two, I drafted two silencers and I, I basically went all in for stealth yeah. credits. And and I, I, so what is what is Switchblade Sorry, do? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was a lot of talk about s- things that provide stealth credits. Yeah, that's right. So Switchblade will be using some of those. It's a three-cost, one-MU criminal program, zero strength. It's an icebreaker killer two influence. One credit. Break any number of sentry subroutines. Use this ability only by spending a credit from a stealth card. And it also has one credit plus seven strength. Yep. Use this ability only by spending a credit from a stealth card. So if anyone uh, has played this game and knows how expensive sentries are, and knows how crushing sentries are, and knows how sentries with a pile of subroutines kick the crap out of runners. Yeah. For two stealth credits, you are through. Yeah. Two stealth credits to deal with an archer? That's pretty good. Yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> I, I was actually in the position where the guy had, uh, like, we had Surugi was rezzed, and archers were rezzed, and he, we were looking at the game state together, and I uh, was Stefano I believe, and we're just like, this is ridiculous. Right. I'm, I'm established. Sure, I, I, I needed to work for it. I needed some silences out. I needed some recursion for stealth credits. Yeah. But he was, uh, t- as toy boxing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Eliza toy. Box. He was Eliza toy boxing out these things for free. Huge ice, but right. I was just like Like walking yep. through everyone. And it was like I'm like this is what stealth credits I initially thought but I was like scared at how strong it was. Yeah. Unlike all the other
0: um, stealth icebreakers so far Switchblade requires everything yeah. has to be stealth credits. It isn't like
1: Black Hat which is cool and flexible and right. can use Stealth credits it makes it a little bit yeah, better. Switchblade yeah. is stealth or, only, yeah. and or it's... like
0: Refractor or Dagger, where you need the stealth credits to get the strength up. Yeah. But then for the actual subroutine breaking, it's still normal credits. Yeah. This and this, this like, takes stealth credits. You Gotta go and just, all in.
1: You're all, you need to be all in, and I like yeah. the commitment of it. And it's yeah. it's.
0: it's can... But with two silencers, this thing guarantees basically one sentry per turn.
1: Forget it just about. Doesn't it. exist. Yeah. Very like so so neat of a card. Yeah. Uh, I It's I co- felt I felt. Just totally yeah. broken having
0: it. What it makes me wonder is, since it especially requires so heavily on stealth credits, I wonder like if it's really good to put Switchblade alongside a lot of other breakers.
1: Sure. It's stealth, so, so this is this is your I primary. Mean. Like yeah. This is... Well,
0: I mean like. I don't know if you'd want to put this refractor and black cat all together. Right. right.
1: This 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 probably needs to eat up all your stealth credits your or something. Credits, yeah. yeah you, you might not make a whole entire stealth credit deck. Yeah. Out of something like this. Yeah. Because it is pretty specialized and it's hungry. Like it needs all your stealth credits. And yeah. Ghost runners great for a couple runs, but the second he starts stacking sentries, and this is your only. Uh, yep. It's going to be It's gonna that's be a it. rough time. That's a bummer. So it's cool. So it feels like it's, I don't know, and the idea of, like, the card's named so well. Like, you know, oh, it, yeah. it works like, you know, it's in the alleys and you, you like, nail one dude, but then yeah. he's got brunt friends, so the Switchblade is kind of useless. I, right. I, I kind of like, yeah.
0: No, that, that, that was a good pull-on theme there, I buddy. Got,
1: I got, <laughs> <I> got, that's <laughs> why I kind of fell, fell for the, uh, the, the the flavor of it. And the, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was kicking the crap out of runners, yeah. uh, sorry, corporations when I was playing with it. So, yeah. I yeah, totally small like,
0: small and compact, but if, if there's a lot of stuff on the table, uh, maybe it's kind of trouble. Yeah, you should probably put a machete to the fight. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I like that that's good Um, one other thing I definitely liked just because it is so bonkers and so (laughs) anarch is inject I love inject so inject so one of the big challenges people generally have when you're playing as runner is card draw yep like shapers can friggin tutor stuff all day long yep criminals almost don't need programs (laughs) to get into servers yep and when they do well they just grab it with special order but Anarchs need to draw their cards. Yeah, like
1: I saw, really good players were splashing shaper cards all, all the time. Yeah, quality anarch,
0: time is a huge shaper splash is a is a huge anarch splash. From definitely, shaper. definitely. Yeah. So inject, it's card draw for for anarchs. Yep, it is. Kind of. <laughs> you're you're going through cards. That's for, true. For sure. So it's uh it's a, just a one credit event. And what you do is you reveal the top four cards in your stack, and you trash all the programs. You gain one credit for each program trash and you add the rest of the revealed cards to your grip. Yep. So, that's weird. Oh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's
1: weird. But, like, once but it's cool, Sure. like, imagine when your board state is actually set and you don't want to draw that yeah. other corroder or that other Yeah, you don't programs. need programs
0: anymore. You, you just need cash and you need to find the right cards you need. You want to find... The operations, like, the... Yeah, you want to find a demo run. Sure, yeah. Or whatever. Um, and you know, of course, Anarchs have a reasonably decent number of ways to get cards back out of their, out of their archive, out of their heap. Yep. Um, like retrieval what, retrieval run, and déjà vu. Although using this and then déjà vuing is probably not the best use <laughs> of your cash. No, probably but not. A clone chip splash, obviously in yeah, Anarch is common and very strong. Super powerful. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's like it's card draw. But it's not gonna be card draw like like diesel, right? No, It's no, not no, gonna no. be like zero credits, just draw three cards. No, 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 it's, no, it's no, no. It's no, a bit no, 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 no. more chaotic. Than yeah, you're that. you're throwing stuff in the garbage. You're keeping other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and and it's because you're, you're revealing
1: it, to the corporation yeah. what you got. So like you you basically get high on whatever you're injecting yourself with. Yeah, you t- tear through everything, make a huge racket, so everyone knows what you've been doing. Yeah, and then wake up and like have some, some stuff, stuff to use. Yeah, and I like I like how weirdly random and. I I actually used this in the draft. Oh, really? Hilariously in the beginning. I used it. I, I think it was, I, I first turned used it. I was against Keith, and he had a really bad setup. I injected, lost all cards to the, lost all really great programs into the junk. <laughs> ran twice and just won the game. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> so, so I'm like, talk about a runner's like legacy. Right. He woke up, got yeah. high, stumbled into just seven agenda fights, vendor, and then just oh, came over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodbye. So yeah, so anarch. You know, it's like the yeah. the, the, the cost is the chaos, and I yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I love it. It is. It is. It is, a, it is a good way to do, like, thematic, interesting card draw that isn't yeah. just get more cards. Get more, yeah, totally. Because you didn't want that click and draw two. You didn't want something like that. You wanted something that's more mixier, like more yeah, anarch, yeah. and they totally nailed it out of the park. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love how all their cart, all their infection card draw is like, you're going
0: to get cards. You're going to get cards forever. Or <laughs> yeah. you're going to get cards. You're going to get ten of them. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all always always excess.
1: It's yeah. Always, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I love it. Cool. Um, what else did you What else did you dig in this fine pack? I actually, I re- I was re- glancing through the cards, and um, I thought Autoscriptor was Autoscriptor is interesting. So Autoscriptor is a three cost hardware from Criminal. Three influence. The first time you install a program from your grip during your turn, gain a click. Trash Autoscriptor if you make an unsuccessful run. Yeah. Now, to me, I'm actually thinking that your Ian Sterling wait and don't do nothing deck. This is the cheapest. This is... Or or, or your noise deck or something. Right. This is just... Oh, man. Because you don't need need to run. Yeah. You just need to make successful runs, even if you want to run at all. Right. And this is probably the cheapest way to get free clicks if your click is only going to be... Installing a thing. Installing a thing. A program or whatever.
0: Yeah. Noise, I guess. I mean, noise is already like splashing for I know, three I, copies of cash yeah. and all the rest. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that is interesting. I hadn't really thought about that value of it. But yeah, you pay the cost once or if you're really good, you only pay one credit because you got it from the supplier. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, you just kind of get f- one free card install per turn, but only from your grip. Yep. No heap
1: shenanigans. No, no heap stuff. You need, you need to be playing legit here. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, that means also, I was going to say, all well, Shapers probably like it, but the self-modifying code installs
1: Isn't don't it. work. No. Test
0: run doesn't work.
1: That's right. So, th- so that's oh, the thing. This is like wow. specific. You need a fat hand. You need options. You need bag yeah. stuff. Like you need... Uh... Yeah. Or or savoir-faire. Yeah. But then you're...
0: You, can, you could actually use that to get a free click. Yeah. You'd have to pay the two credits to install from Savoir Faire, but then you do that, and then you have an extra click, even though you didn't spend a click to install that card. Right. That's kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: so I thought, like, I've I've been in positions where having that extra... Just one like, extra just click. Just one extra click, it just, it's insane, yeah. the, the amount of difference it makes. And yeah. this technically is giving you that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that it, it is unique, so you can't ask for script like crazy, which I know right. that... I can tell that as they release cards like this, they're being very, very, very careful about which ones. About are which unique? ones are yeah, which yeah. Ones are unique and which yep. ones are not. There. <laughs> so yeah, neat, neat, neat card yeah. out of criminal and like, criminal. I know they always have powerful cards, but this seems like a sleeper card to me. This seems yeah, like a... yeah. It's interesting though, for sure. Hmm.
0: Huh. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Also, and also uh, that, on that card, kind of uh, origami which is the Anarch card, cost zero. Even
0: though I know what it did, I still had to read it like four times to be like, how does this work again? I know you get a bunch of, but oh yeah. Yeah, so this is... So so follow along carefully.
1: Okay, so the zero cost Anarch card, uh, it's a program, 1MU. Your maximum hand size is increased by one for each copy of Origami installed. Yes. And that is on each Card correct. So, so you have one, one, you, you have, have one. four,
0: yes, you have nine, yeah, correct, correct. So, initially, it's just one, yep, and then you install two, yep, and it gives you two, but then the other one also gives you two, so in total, you have four, and yep. then repeat again, three, three, three for six.
1: So, you can finally go to Duggar's and <laughs> get everything, <laughs> get just get every, keep everything all. you want,
0: <laughs> yeah. You need a lot of memory, or you're sure. sticking these things on gin or something, yeah,
1: yeah, and so it's so it's 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 neat because it's exponential, like, it's, yeah, uh, I think it's even faster than. Yeah I, guess that's, yeah, I guess that's true. You're right. right. It is faster. Almost. <laughs> yeah. So, neat, neat, neat card. And again, hand size options. This is really hefty on the MU and stuff, yeah. but it's a neat, like, and it, it seems like it can kind of snowball into just a crazy yeah, yeah. hand size. So. What's the influence on it? Is it two? It's two. It is two. two. So, you're not going to see it dance around too much. I don't yeah. know if you're going to make a big time origami deck or something. No. But. I mean, you'd obviously, you'd want all of them. Yeah. Like,
0: it's hand size. Yeah, I don't I don't, I, know. Got, like, I don't I, know who I, else like, would really yeah, want
1: not we, we don't have a cerebral imager wombo combo out of the runner yeah we don't really it's just yeah. not, not doesn't happen so yeah. it's but just,
0: it's, it's kind of interesting between this and Philophilus, Theophilus Bagbiter that there's kind of like both an anarch way and a criminal way to just get
1: a freaking yeah. comedy fist full yeah. of cards yeah yeah and, and so I, I'm kind of liking that. Is that like your, your house is just full of shit? I'd like, right. I don't know. There's just stuff <laughs> everywhere. Just stuff. Yep. you got know,
0: these weird cranes that are actually full of data. <laughs> <laughs> They're just very popular. I don't know. Um, a thing that I thought was interesting, and interesting kind of on two fronts, mm-hmm. was the Shaper event trade-in. Yeah, that's cool. So trade-in uh, gives you cost one credit. Um, and as an additional cost to play this event, you trash an installed piece of hardware you gain credits equal to half the installed cost of the trash hardware, round down, and search your stack
1: for a piece of hardware, reveal it, and add it to your grip. Cool, so we have a tutor and... For hardware. And also a bit of a money back if, right. if it's um, expensive piece of hardware that is out and you don't need it for some reason. Yeah. Or another, which I don't know. I don't know what the context of that would be either. <laughs> Are you getting a, like Replicator?
0: Replicator's two. Do. Two, so get like, you get a credit back. I mean, it's great with Replicator. It's super great, Sure, because right? Replicator has done its job. Let's yeah. get rid of the Replicators. Yeah, you, you use Replicators and you get multiple copies of your stuff and you can install it and get rid of it. But you're not getting
1: a lot of money from <laughs> But it. tutoring for hardware is Pretty interesting. Now, now we're talking. This is like, hardware's never been touched by search or this yet until this point. Yeah. And it's probably because hardware's freaking powerful. Yeah. And very permanent. Yes, yes. It seems like everyone's been sitting there with all the scorched scorched earths in their hand and staring at like double plascreets going like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's, but there's also been more cards in the Looter Cycle for getting rid of hardware. That's right. Like hardware hard, 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 hard isn't um, as permanent. Shattered Memories. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Shattered Remains. Um, I think Shattered Memories is a... Isn't that a Castlevania
1: game? Probably. Or Silent Hill game? Might, might, it might be. Some kind of Konami game. Anyway... It sounds like a Konami title, yeah. for sure. Um, anyway, yeah, that
0: there's a lot more options mm-hmm. for getting rid of hardware. Right. This is definitely interesting.
1: I mean, and it still gets rid of hardware. <laughs> yeah.
0: And a cool thing you can do is if you're playing like kind of a more hardware heavy deck, you can use Inside Man to not be paying real credits for the yeah. hardware you install and then you can sell it to AOP and then get turn like reoccurring Inside Man credits into real in your credit pool credits. Yeah. Not a ton, no. but some, some 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 weirdness. Yeah. The the extra, extra cool thing about this uh and it also was like doubly I think people who played the board game maybe knew this, but I maybe not. Um Aesop's pawn shop is on the freaking moon. Oh. That's yes. cool. Yeah. I, in like the little bit of like the little Lore. So so in all the in all the data packs in the cycle, there's been like this ongoing short story. Right about nasir like trying to find some source code fragments, right or something but at one point he just rolls up to Aesops and yeah, it's on the moon. Oh okay so yeah so original corset Aesop's pawn shop was actually on the moon. on the moon so were- and apparently Wildside is also on the moon.
1: Oh but Duggars is just way better. Yeah. Or I don't know. Drungier. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's diveier. <laughs> yeah, diveier. There it's we divier. go. It's <laughs> divier. Yeah, there's lots cool. of... Cool, I, I did not know that. That's... Well, apparently all the cool stuff is on the moon. I guess, I guess so. We gotta, we gotta get that, that set up soon. Yeah. At least. Shaper also got... Yeah, speaking of uh, hardware. Speaking of hardware, Shaper got Astrolabe. Yeah. A one-cost console, two influence, one MU, draw a card whenever the corp creates a server. Yeah. Limited one console per player, of course. <gasps> wow. That's...
0: Interest. I'd like that a lot. Like that's so. A- but I like that both this and Boxy are like cheap, relatively low influence consoles that aren't like crazy powerful. Yeah. But they do an interesting thing.
1: Yeah. This this will keep you. This will keep pace to a lot of Corpses. Like when they're making servers or multiple servers, they're, yeah. they're going to have to make a server. You know, hope, hopefully. Yeah. So it's against,
0: <laughs> against near earth hub, this
1: <laughs> yeah to draw half your bloody deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's really cool, super cheap replacement. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's. A, I I remember a, people were wanting a card like this printed. They didn't even have an ability. Yeah. They just wanted a cheap MU console. Yeah. Totally. Because to like if if like if literally all you need is MU, then well yeah
0: you want these because it costs the exact same as Akamatsu Mem Chips does. Yep. So it also gives you a nice ability. Yeah. Yeah. Need, yeah, it's need the kind card. of thing where it's like you if you're if your ideal rigs only 5 mu or maybe six if you're playing chaos theory um, and she has her smaller deck size anyway so draw is even better that's right that like if you just need 6 mu and then you're, you're ready to go off to the races that's actually a pretty solid console yeah like card especially because the card draw happens on the corpse turn so you don't need to get rid of those no, extra cards it's draw sitting there yeah. until the end of your own turn yeah so potentially you could start your turn with like Seven cards yep. in hand. <laughs> yep, which is uh, or more if they were doing like crazy crap with shipment from Miramorf or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, obviously, it's less potent against a few certain flavors of decks, but mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, even in that case, still got your MU, only yep. cast you one credit. You're fine. Yeah.
1: Neat, neat card. For sure. Um.
0: Speaking of card draw, here's a weird thing and I have no idea what to actually make of this. We saw this in the
1: draft, and I was like... (laughs) And and people ended up with them in the draft because nobody drafted them.
0: Yeah, so it's the Angel Arena. It is a a resource, and uh, the cost to play is X. Okay. So when you play it, you place X power counters on Angel Arena when it's installed, and if there are no power counters left on Angel Arena, trash it. Uh, You spend those hosted power counters to reveal the top card of your stack. Okay. You may add that card to the bottom of your stack. So it lets you
1: cycle through your deck? At a great cost. Or some cost? at a... A cost. A cost. (laughs) An X. It's it's like
0: one credit per thing you don't want to draw, but want to draw past. Right. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, like, I'm... I'm not too sure this this seems like a, a weird card because you could get through your deck and get the cards you want or put yeah. cards you don't need. But it's the the initial investment, like how do you ballpark that?
0: Yeah, it's like is 3 good for this? this is, is 19?
1: 8? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, like it's it's weird. It's, it's not a, that I think it's like bad. And or it is whatever. unique, right?
1: Is that, it is unique. It's unique too, which yeah. is also saying something. Yeah. Either, either unless they're just trying to keep uh, like a reality hinged on some of these things. Like, well, there's no two Los Angeles City Halls, you morons. Right, yeah. And also it's just like,
0: you have to manage like weird piles. Right, that's
1: probably, it's it's keep it cleaner, but I'm just, I've been trying to figure out what I'd use this for. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do with it either. I mean, it's
0: like, I'm sure you could, like, it's generally useful. Like, it's better than just drawing cards, kind of. Right. Depending on your deck. If you're playing a deck that wants to like, sit on a bunch of really good cards until the right time to use them. Yep. it has its uses, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really weird um, card. If folks have any ideas of like yeah, what don't... a rad thing to do with Angel Arena would be, that would be awesome to that'd hear. Be, yeah, that'd be great to hear. Um, it does have one other interesting interaction, and this is definitely like Ed- FAQ territory, oh, okay, okay. where if you say, are running like motivation, okay, you see this on the top of your right. stack, you say, I'm going to play Eureka. So Eureka is that Shaper Double Event. that yep. costs three credits, and it says install the top card of your if if possible install the top card of your stack, reducing its cost by ten. Yep. So for something like this, do you set that price when you're using Eureka? Are you saying, oh, okay, I'm eureka in this Angel Arena. Okay, uh, it's costing me ten. Sure. Which Eureka wait, then wait, reduces? Isn't, isn't down Eureka to only zero. hardware and no. It's anything, Everything. Aside, anything can be installed.
1: So you can Eureka Rachel Beckman for only bucks. okay. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, uh, side note. If you spot, uh, if you peek at a card and you Eureka and you say it wrong, it's really funny. <laughs> 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 I remember I was on, like, a red-eye flight and I right. Eureka'd. I'm like, oh, my femme. I put it back in the right order. I'm like, and I didn't say femme. I said another, I said torch or something. And right. I Revealed it. I'm like, oh, Oh, you don't have to say, you're probably thinking of Oracle May. So, am I? Am, am I thinking of Oracle Because
0: Eureka May? is just like, just look at the card, whatever it is, as long as it's not an event. Oh, right. Put but, it into play. I think it was
1: something that I didn't put the right card back. Oh, okay. So, something on that. You're lines. like,
0: okay, I'm going to install this family through Eureka. Oh, it's a diesel. It's a, yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, <laughs> boy, like, go me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, that is a weird, weird. Yeah,
0: I don't know exactly how that would work. I mean, I assume that you It'd just not. say, like, I'm going to pay whatever I'm going to pay. Yeah. Okay, and then Eureka reduces that by 10. Sure. That seems to be I mean, the thing that a... makes the most sense, but it's a maybe weird. Maybe to that's think about. the key. It's in a Eureka deck. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You're like, okay, I'm going to spend uh, 13 credits on this. Eureka reduces it down to three. Yep. Then you got 13 freaking power counters on the Angel And You're like, oh, I'm going to go looking for exactly what I want now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, good. Uh. Um, yeah, it's weird. Weird card. Um, also, I saw, I saw a lot of uh, like like limitless potential in a bit. Uh, reuse was another thing. You can oh, is a, a Wayland card. You can trash cards from your hand any number. It is it's not up to anything. Any number of cards in your hand you get two credits for each card. Trash. Oh, right. So it's, it's a Wayland card. It's a Wayland card. Yeah, and there's and there's no limit on it. Which right. So whenever I see limit limitless cards like the ones that have done the crazy combos yeah. here, it's like okay. And it's always Wayland too, which is great. It's, yeah. it's always like power shutdowns. Like my whole deck, yeah, I yeah, shut yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. planet down. Yeah. And uh, but
0: I guess that means if you were playing some insano cerebral imaging deck, you could get. You just be like, like
1: ah, I'm gonna throw away twelve cards.
0: Here's your twenty four credits.
1: Yeah, uh, and also you're getting credits, so your credit pool is still there. So you still have a card size. It's oh yeah, you would be inverting, inverting. You'd be yeah. giving yourself way more space. Sure. So which is. Yeah. Super weird. Weird, but yeah. cool. Yeah. So again, like weird, but cool, for sure. Like lots of options. Yeah, lots there's of a
0: lot of options. goofy stuff in here. Things, life on the moon is strange. Yeah,
1: it, it really is. But life on the moon is cool. <laughs>
0: um, so we did have a couple, uh, couple of fine reader mail questions cool. for great folks. those um, fine
1: readers. Always, always appreciate hearing from you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so from Francis Delaney, he asks... Stolen from Run Last Click's recent questions episode, and I haven't actually gotten to this part of their podcast yet. All right. What was your favorite period in the meta, if any? When was the balance just right for you? Hmm. Yeah, and immediately I was like, I don't know, kind of always. Yeah, I'm, I,
1: I <laughs> find I'm always having a good time when I'm playing Netrunner. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always a little
0: bit weird to be in the middle of one of the cycles where it's clear that like. Some pieces of a thing are
1: around, but not the others. Yeah, I, um, I found a big problem with me during this cycle was cards that I got got spoiled in the overdrive. Right. weren't available for me in in, in analog. You know, I like can yeah. proxy it and stuff, but they weren't just around me. They were right. kind of fragmented. Yeah, and I found that. In the other sets earlier. Was on purpose. It probably, it always, it probably was. Just, <laughs> fragments
0: floating oh around, God. or just
1: to drive me insane. Or that. <laughs> that, that, might, that might be it too. I always, but I always find that big meta shifts are when the big boxes come out and people start really. Yeah, I guess. I guess that is actually
0: probably my favorite time in the meta, right after a big box drops, yeah. and all of a sudden a whole bunch of crap is up in the air, and people are like, "Oh God, what? Man, what I don't even know gonna, what's going you know, on. what but... are we gonna do with Tenon? And then, Brr,
1: what? Yeah, because because when these with these data packs I love it because that's easier in my wallet it's the best way you can possibly be to your c- customer I think yeah uh, uh, but the problem is when these cards come out there's like 20 cards or whatever right and everybody can go through them with a fine tooth comb and they know yeah. that oh uh, this, yeah, is, this, th- this is th- not- there's gonna be like
0: one there's gonna be like two or three
1: per power faction power cards so we don't really know or this one but when yeah. the big box hits every, yeah. just, it's just it's a mess and you See cards played differently and strangely, and the yeah. like. The experience just becomes a lot more alive. Yeah, the fact that it's focused but so large, and it's like,
0: okay, well, there's all the stuff for those factions, but there's also all the stuff the other factions can now draw yeah. in from those. Those, okay, yeah, that is that is actually my favorite. I wonder uh, when I finish the podcast, we'll see. Maybe maybe they a, said the same thing. Maybe, maybe that is whatever. definitely my uh, my favorite time. Um, okay, one final question from our buddy here in town, Jonathan Rubleski. He says, uh, quick question for you guys. Do you think there is a potential place for Chrysium Grid in every Corp deck, just like there is for Jackson Howard? Does the card do as much to counter specific runner cards like Account Siphon or Leadwork as Jackson did to counter archive and R&D runs. On the one hand, CG seems more powerful than Jackson's to target so many different playstyles. On the other hand, influence may already be too tight to add another three out of faction. What do you think?
1: Wow, yeah. Uh, so, so... I have not been hit by too many grids. Oh, man. And you've been hit by loads of grids? I've been hitting with the grid. You've been hitting <laughs> people with the I've grids. Been, I've
0: been dropping a moon like, grid on people. In faction,
1: out of faction, everywhere?
0: Uh, the, the So I was just down in San Francisco. Um, all, most of the other people I work with uh, are in San Francisco. I work remotely out of here in Vancouver but I just pop down there periodically mm-hmm. to uh, just you know do some work in person. It's always nice. Um, and some of the folks I work with played Netrunner or I've managed to push them <coughs> into the <playing laughs> You, you, you berated them
1: <laughs> <laughs> into
0: the ground. So I, I always bring like some simple teaching decks but I also brought some proper decks and I just whipped together something before I left. And oh, but, was, oh, by the way,
1: uh, listeners, Nels' proper decks vary. Uh, a, a proper deck by Nels is 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 can be a gambit of anything. Oh
0: yes, yeah. Let's be clear here, um, that I grabbed the uh, the Tenon Institute. Oh okay. And I put in off the grid. Great. And chrismium. What?
1: What? So. This is a proper deck, by the way,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Th- <laughs> I mean, I. It did very well. Oh. Let's put it that way. Wow. Because <laughs> but- the idea is, like, in general, Tenon wants. The runner to not be making successful runs, right? Right. If you run on a Christium Grid server, that run does not count as being successful. That's right. S- but with off the grid, what you can do is you run. Res oh. off the grid, and you have Chrisium Grid on HQ. On HQ. That yeah. means I have to run HQ, trash Chrisium Grid, run HQ again, and then trash. Off the grid.
1: Off the grid. Then actually run on the grid. Off the server. server.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's being...
0: And, and Chrissium Grid costs five to trash. <laughs> so they have to get into HQ twice, yep. paying five the first time, and then get into your remote. It is nuts. That's crazy. And then I also have interns, so if Chrisium Grid ever does gets trashed... It just
1: comes back. If Off the Grid like, comes back... Yeah.
0: Like... I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just gotta put that back there. And
1: everyone you got to play Netrunner quit. <laughs> that, that, that very same day. Yeah, it was... It is That's definitely... Cool. It is cool. But the
0: interesting thing about Chrisium Grid is that it doesn't help you win the game. Right. It does or at sure, least okay. it does not directly help you win right, the game. Right. It just helps you not lose the game, which is actually pretty different, especially as far as upgrades are concerned. Sure, right. Yeah. Because stuff like Caprice Nisei or Ash or Red Herrings or whatever, that actually keeps your opponents from stealing your agendas. Yes. This only does that like kind of in indirectly a weird, in a weird if way. Maybe yeah. oh you block the legwork or something. But in general, it's like it's not gonna stop accesses. Like, no. if they wanna get into your get into your stuff, they're gonna get into it. So it doesn't do you a lot of good on remotes, but on centrals, like they're gonna be hitting those centrals a lot anyway. So right. your accesses are already gonna be kind of random. So it's it's definitely an interesting card that fits again pretty well into the design space.
1: <clears throat> it's a kind of thing it's like it's always nice to have. Sure, yeah. The the biggest thing what I when I when I first experienced this card was like you're taking away something that the runner's taken for granted for the entire yeah. life of yeah. Android NetRunner. Yeah. And I will definitely say that like
0: it seems like three credits is cheap, but especially for the corporation, for a card that doesn't stop accesses it's pretty three credits is not that cheap.
1: Right. They um, they they need a supplier. They need a layaway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so,
0: I mean, I certainly think that, like, most decks would be improved. Like, if they're at 46 cards and 12 points of influence, well, yeah, I'm going to put three copies of Christian Grid in there. But also... It would be better.
1: Also, we always know that, yes, just like was mentioned, deck space is, like, at a premium. Deck space is your real resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: uh, Deck space and influence, as Jonathan said. And I think that's really cool, right? Like, it's, it's interesting to have low influence cards that are like, it's not... It's useful all the time, but unless you're going, like, absolutely all in for it yep. with, like, some crazy off-the-grid combo or whatever, um, then it's like, okay, well, how much does this stack up against the other stuff I want to put into my deck?
1: Yeah. I, but again, like, you know what? No one's going to be expecting my seat grid at all. Yeah. So maybe me not putting in something that is, like, a sure thing or someone's expecting this might all of a sudden throw a huge monkey wrench in a runner's gears and yeah. score you a score win. Yeah, so... It's cool. I don't think. It I, would, I don't think it's a Howard. Uh, it's I'd, probably
0: not quite probably that yet. But
1: it's 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 a definitely
0: a neat card. Definitely yeah. a neat card. Yeah. Had had they come out in the reverse order, I think th- things would have been pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah.
1: That's actually a that's, actually, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So the final thing we had was a a reader wrote in with a very cool. Project Endeavor um, charity event. Oh, okay, great. participating with. Um, so this is from Merrick Moir M-O-I-R. I'm very sorry for <laughs> what I just did to your name. Um, he asks, uh, have you heard of Extra Life? It's a fundraiser for children's hospitals... That's certainly a worthy cause. Sure. Uh, www.extra-life.org. He says, uh, normally it's it's for video games, but my team, the Edmonton Extra Life 2014, is trying to expand into board games and role-playing games. This is my first year with them, and I'm going to bring Netrunner. Cool. Hell yes. So what he says is, basically, there's an event on October 25th. I'll be sitting down and playing games for 24 hours. Woof. (laughs) After, like... Eight hours of Netrunner, I, I'm usually pretty good. Are you sure you want to burn out your, one of your favorite games, Merrick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says he'll be using that time to introduce
1: people to Netrunner, which is awesome. Um, Ex- except by hour 23, then it's he'll just be a crab, and it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a really experience. <laughs> Um, he says, anyone uh, interested
0: can go to extra-life.org and find a team nearby to donate to, and all the money will go to a local children's hospital. I'm raising money for the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, the link to his specific page is extra-life.org slash participant slash Merrick, Um So I think that is certainly an awesome... T- t- way to play Netrunner. <laughs> yeah. You're playing it to help a bunch of sick kids. Yeah, that's good. Be... That's rad. That's really cool. Yeah, people should definitely go. Um, Apparently, this event is on October 25th, so that's this weekend. Uh, Yeah, it's I'm gonna I'm going to post this very shortly after recording, so great. it'll be up before this happens. Um, So, yeah, people who are interested, definitely go check that out. I think there's a ton of, like, a whole bunch of people playing games for 24 hours straight kind of thing, so, yeah, go find some folks near you or Merrick and, like... You could find, maybe, cost of data pack, Yeah, say. <laughs> help, help out some sick kids. I think it's pretty cool. That, that is really cool. Um, we've been mentioning this for a while, uh, and it's been incre- the, the next episode for a long time, but the actual next episode, probably, mm-hmm. um, is going to be a weird one. Yep. It's going to be a cool one. We got a bunch of... Uh, Guest contributors, let shall we say, yeah. really good pals,
1: um, like like good, good
0: yeah, good yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah, the the best, only the finest human beings, <laughs> um, and we're gonna have kind of a weird episode coming up, but I think it's gonna be good, yeah. Um, but 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 let us know, like for sure, for sure, we're yeah. Once up. it goes out, we'll definitely want people's feedback because it will be a weird thing, but maybe a good thing. But yeah, it, it's always good to try new things. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that will probably be the next discussion we have, unless. Another data back comes out before I'm able to edit all that together. <laughs> yeah, <a lot> <laughs> In which mess. case, it'll be the one after that. Right. Um, so, as always, uh, if you have like questions, feedback, anything else, feel free to um, email us at terminal7 at idlethumbs.net or you can just hit us up on Twitter at term7. Um, as always, our very kind and gracious recording engineer, Matthew Martinson, here laboring at night, even though he should just be home planning his trip around the world, yep. or at least to a very cool farm He's just of the such a jet setter. I know. And it's, uh, going to Iceland? Yeah. Going to be a Viking? Yeah. Cool Viking? <laughs> going to go eat some hjarkul and... Was it skier? Yeah. He's going to eat a bunch of skier and hot dogs. It's, it's going to be great. Is, what's the fermented fish, or is that not that, Iceland? That's, it's like hjarkul. I'm probably pronouncing it really badly. But fermented shark. It is fermented shark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's
1: nightmarish. I've had some friends that ate it. It's really bad. I thought you'd do that if you want to get information out of someone. Uh, I think that's originally what it was. Oh, okay, so. there we go. All right.
0: um, uh, but yes, if if you want to check out, uh, Matt is also a composer. I guess that's the right word for it. Yeah. Um, he does a bunch of crazy, weird, dark ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing an EP pretty regularly for a while. It's all weird stuff, but it's cool stuff, and good stuff, and a lot of them have artwork, cover artwork from Jesse. Right, and I got to get back on that by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want, you can check that out at mattesk.bandcamp.com, and as we said. 19 times before. There we go. Thank you very much to Mr. Ed Harrison for letting us use his song Tin Soldiers from the Neo Tokyo OST. It's awesome. It's really great. Check it out uh, at edharrison.bandcamp.com.
1: I gotta meet that guy. <laughs> I think he's Australian. Oh, I I, I thought you met him. The, no. way that, the way that you talk about people, though, it's always like it feels like you know them. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's, it sounds like you did. That's you just my presumptuousness. No. <laughs> there we go. Yeah.